Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, August 24th, 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Mixed trade in the grain markets this morning. December corn futures down three at 487 and a half. November soybeans up four and three quarters at 1365 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat off a quarter cent at 639 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down one at 762 and three quarters. December spring wheat up four and three quarters at 808. Why don't we start off with the crop tour and yesterday's findings? So Pro Farmer released tour findings from Illinois yesterday. The state's corn yield was pegged at 193.7 bushels per acre versus last year's tour estimate of 190.7 bushels per acre and the three-year tour average of 192.2 bushels per acre. USDA projects a 13-bushel decline in Illinois corn yield versus last year, while tour versus tour projects a small improvement. The average Illinois soybean pod count per 3x3 area was seen at 1271 versus 1250 last year, and the three-year tour average of 1259. Illinois, the state of Illinois, crop prospects there. It's, it's interesting stuff because it was a weird growing season. So back in late June, you had crop ratings in Illinois that were really bad, like good to excellent ratings for both crops in the 20s, 25% good to excellent, 26%. Last week, they were in the mid-60s in terms of the good to excellent rating. So I think the question that a lot of people had was like, okay, it looks good from the road, but what sort of damage was actually done during the month of June when we were incredibly dry? And the tours telling us that Illinois is good. The tours telling us it's actually better than what they found last year. Whereas USDA is projecting this big decline in corn yield in particular versus last year. USDA has um, the Illinois corn yield pegged at 201 and last year was 214. So um, you're, you're not supposed to compare the tour versus USDA. You're not supposed to say, okay, USDA is at 201 and pro farmers at 193. That's bullish or, or something along those lines. What you're supposed to do, the, the correct way to do this, in my view, is to say, you know what, pro farmer says the state's better than last year, whereas USDA is saying it's actually quite a bit worse. So I would say that the findings in Illinois uh, generally were indicative of the idea that the recovery in ratings and that the recovery in the crop uh, during the month of July were very, very real. So Illinois is Illinois is good. Uh, let's get to Iowa, which is a little bit different story. So uh, results from Iowa were re from Western Iowa were released. District four, which covers West Central Iowa, saw the poorest results. The corn yield in this district was seen at 168.7 bushels per acre versus last year's tour estimate of 180.8 bushels per acre. The soybean pod count in District four was seen at 1120 versus 1259 last year, and the three-year tour average of 1220. District 1, which covers northwest Iowa, produced better findings versus last year in regard to both crops. District 7, which covers southwest Iowa, saw better corn findings but reduced soybean potential compared to last year. So, so far in Iowa, they've covered three out of the nine districts. This District 4, which is west West Central Iowa, is uh, your problem area. The corn yield estimate from Pro Farmer was, I believe, 12 bushels below last year. 
and like 16 bushels below the three-year tour average. Uh, soybean findings in that district also below last year. So the northwest uh, portion of Iowa appears to be in okay shape. Uh, southwest in okay shape, although I believe in the southwest, the soybean pot count was off versus last year. But if there's a problem uh, as it relates to the tour and their crop findings so far, it would be this lone district in, in Iowa, this west central portion. The tour is going to move into the uh, central and eastern parts of Iowa today, and uh, we will hear more about that as the day progresses here. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together with Matt Bennett yesterday? These uh, grain marketing slash fundamental discussions I've, I've been doing with Matt the last several weeks have become really popular. This one was like 25 minutes long. We covered uh, three different topics. The first one was uh, 0% sold. It appears as if there's a lot of farmers out there who are uh, not only 0% sold in regard to 23 corn and soybean production, but also still sitting on some old crop. Um, what do you do in that sort of situation? The second thing we talked about was production potential. We talked about the tour a little bit. And the third, and I think the most interesting thing that we talked about was demand. Um, this may be an unpopular opinion, but it would be my contention right now that USDA, as it relates to the U.S. corn yield, USDA is probably within three bushels of reality with their estimate. They're at 175.1. I'd say at the end of the day, there's a really good chance they're going to be within three bushels of that number, maybe four bushels, whatever. But in any case, I made the argument that demand is the bigger item here. It's, it's the item that's going to move the needle in regard to the markets more so than the yield. Uh, because the yield to a significant degree has already kind of been figured into the marketplace. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. Um, I'll forward you a copy of this morning's email. You'll see the six most recent premium videos along with a whole bunch of, of other stuff. Um, it's it's everything from this week and a little bit from last week. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything yet anything else takes like one minute to sign up uh with your credit card guys check it out rain fell over ohio and pennsylvania this morning aside from this system u.s corn and soybean areas remain dry the seven-day government map offers limited rainfall chances for parts of kansas nebraska and missouri although amounts and coverage should be minimal the far eastern corn belt may see some additional rain the 10-day euro and gfs models are mostly dry again this morning a dome of high pressure continues to produ produce a heat wave across the central u.s the national weather service has an excessive heat warning in place again today we still don't know exactly what sort of impact this heat and, and these drier conditions are going to have on the soybean crop i will say this the market uh soybean market acted really well yesterday and it's up again this morning so now you've got november soybean futures back to 1365 you're only what 15 16 cents away from the high that was posted on uh, sunday night into monday morning and i think that you could very easily be uh back there there's a lot of bearish stuff when it comes to corn but you start trimming bushel even half a bushel off the soybean yield pair that with um you know some maybe better demand on the crush side. I don't know. Hopefully exports hold together. You can paint yourself a really friendly picture when it comes to beans. So the market has uh, acted a little bit better here uh, mid to, to later part of the week. USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. soybean cake and meal to unknown destinations on Mon on Wednesday. Excuse me. Uh, U.S. exporters sold 100,000 metric tons of soybean cake and meal to unknown destinations for delivery during the 23-24 marketing year. 
great to see the demand. This is not a number that's going to move the needle in any way, shape, or form. We need to see some bigger sales. Um, the buyer that we'd like to see is China. Maybe this is China. I don't know. We'd, we'd love to see some corn business is, is what we'd really love to see here. And it just uh, has not happened in any material fashion. We do have our weekly export sales report out this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. U.S. ethanol production declined more than expected week over week. Weekly output of 1.05 million barrels was down 2% compared to last week, but up 6.6% versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks hit a six-week low at 22.79 million barrels. The print decreased 2.8% on the week and also 2.8% compared to the same week last year. Implied gasoline demand increased marginally compared to last week but declined 4.7% versus the same week last year. On average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is down 1% versus the same period last year. So ethanol production was off a little bit, but this is still a good number. And uh, given a few weeks now of, of strong ethanol production prints, I don't know that USDA has to make any adjustment to the old crop balance sheet. I'm pretty uh, optimistic about ethanol production and demand for corn via ethanol moving forward. You got to keep in mind that there is an impending uh, corn basis collapse. If it hasn't happened in your neighborhood already, it's it's going to happen. Um, and when that happens, the margins are going to get even better than they are right now. So um, I would tend to be optimistic here. We've got sustainable aviation fuel headed our way. Um, apparently, we hope that that's the real deal, uh, very much so. So I'm, I'm optimistic about ethanol, generally speaking. Another Russian drone attack has damaged Ukrainian grain facilities. On Tuesday night, Russian drones attacked Ukrainian grain facilities at the port, at the port of Ismail on the Danube River. The attack reduced the port's export capacity by 15% and destroyed 13,000 tons of grain. In a separate strike, Russian drones attacked grain facilities in the Odessa region. Since the termination of the Black Sea grain deal back in July, Russian strikes have destroyed 270,000 tons of grain. All right, you pronounced Dan, you right today. The 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 people, the keyboard warriors with the pitchforks got really mad last time. Um, yeah. I, I mispronounce things like every day, so it ain't no big deal. Uh, the market is totally immune to this. The market does not care about these Black Sea headlines. There was also a story yesterday that uh, the dude, what's his name, Prigozhin, who uh, yes. led that uh, mercenary effort, was basically like murdered in Russia. Like they shot down his plane and it was, yeah. it was plain as day that that was Putin's doing. Uh, so that guy, I don't, I don't ever know what his motive is. Like he talked for months about this coup effort. They started to march to, they started to march to uh, Moscow, and then they just stopped and supposedly reached some deal with Putin. Like you knew Putin was going to kill the guy. I mean, what for I, certain? I don't know. I don't know what uh, exactly he was thinking, but he's dead now, and the wheat market doesn't care. So whatever. <laughs> so uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell will speak on the fight against inflation in Jackson Hole tomorrow. Powell is expected to signal if inflation's downward trend is enough to pause rates or whether more hikes are needed. Following the Fed's meeting in July, Powell said he wasn't convinced that inflation had cooled enough to let off the pressure. While the economy has remained resilient, a rise in long-term Treasury yields to their highest point in 15 years years is causing fresh market turmoil. Um, rates are probably going to stay steady in September, 87% chance of that, according to the CME Fed tool. The waters become a little bit more murky after that. There's no October meeting. And then November, you've got kind of more of a mixed bag of expectations. I'll tell you what, they're not cutting anytime soon. There would be no reason to, barring some 
uh, big change in economic conditions. There are some rumblings out there about new COVID strains, which is terrifying. Um, I don't think this country is going for that shit again, but uh, you never know. And it's it's I guess it's it's a risk moving forward. I don't know. I hope I hope we don't really have to talk about that ever again. Honestly, uh, what did the cattle market do yesterday? Uh, cattle futures were mostly unchanged. Feeder cattle futures were 47 cents lower to 17 cents higher. Live cattle futures ranged from 22 cents lower to 57 cents higher. So they basically just continued to trade sideways like we've seen all mm. week. Cash cattle trade, still haven't seen anything with that. Choice box beef was unchanged on Wednesday at 317.05 and select ended the day at 291.59. That was up 208. Outside markets, kind of a mixed bag this morning. U.S. dollars up a little bit. Stocks are mixed. The S&P's higher. The Dow's lower. Bonds about flat. Crude oil is up 26 cents in the November WTI 78.85 last trade. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Friday.